0: Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of Home Ice Advantage. This is going to be a solo pod, if you know that, term, if you've been here long enough. I'll have more news on that towards the end of the podcast. Today's episode is just going to be on Rod Brindamore, and we're going to start with a clip from ABC 11 News celebrating his 20 years in Raleigh. Rod Brindamore had a vague notion about North Carolina growing up. I watched the NC State win, you know, Jim Balvan, and I was I think I was 11 or 12 or something. And I remember watching that, and then everyone on my street when we played basketball in the summer was trying to be Michael Jordan. But he certainly never envisioned living here. Brindamore, after all, was a Philadelphia flyer through and through. But today I wanted to tell the story of when Rod Brindamore was traded to the Carolina Hurricanes. And... I wanted to share it because of how weird it gets. So, without further ado, let's get into it. On January twenty third, two thousand, the Philadelphia Flyers traded a second round pick in the two thousand NHL draft, a goalie prospect, and center Rod Brendamore to the Carolina Hurricanes for a fifth round pick in the two thousand NHL draft, and then Carolina Hurricanes captain. Well, we'll get to that. Keith Pino. It was less than three years after relocation, and Jim Rutherford, the then-GM, had just pulled off a trade that would bring Rod the Bod to Carolina. Or Jim Rutherford finally put an end to the Keith Primo holdout. There was also a winter storm involved that would bring Raleigh to its knees. It's the easiest way to say that. (laughs) Uh, Most trades in the NHL aren't simple stories. Um, Moving families, transferring schools, buying a new home you know, not getting any notice, uh, finding out on Twitter rather than from your agent or the GM. Almost all of them involved players dealing with adversity. I'd like to think I could go home, see my family, take a day to let it all sink in. But hockey is a business. They pay you a lot of money and you have to take the good with the bad. Those are the words of Rod Brendamore shortly after being traded in 2000. But this trade wasn't a normal trade. Rod himself was still recovering from a broken leg from the preseason. The man he was traded for, Keith Primo, well, he was in a season-long contract dispute with the team. A dispute that saw him stripped of his captaincy and torn into a public mudslinging with then Hurricane's owner, Peter Comanos. This isn't about Primo, so I'm going to skip over some of the smaller details and just cover the major points because I think it's important to understand what the locker room was like before Rod was brought in. Primo was traded to Hartford in 1996 by the Red Wings, and he spent the final years in Hartford and, you know, moved. He was one of the inaugural players, and in his second season with the team, he was named its captain, following Kevin Deneen. Primo played his last game for Carolina on May 2, 1999. Then he rejected the forced contract offer of $20 million over five years. Things fell apart fairly fast. We refused to play a prima donna, a petulant, pouting player who had 30 goals last year, the same money as Toronto is paying paying Sadin, or Pittsburgh is paying Jager, who are consistent 100-point-a-year players, or at least a point-a-game players. Those are the words of Peter Kamanos on January 4th in an interview with Raleigh's News & Observer. Primero responded by saying, I'm not going to be as juvenile as some people and return and return their volleys. Eruptions like this happen more often than they should in the NHL. Normally it doesn't get this ugly. Think Adam Fox making his way to the Rangers. Other times it's a lot messier. Think Jack Eichel leaving the Sabres. But no matter whose side you feel you're on... Or the person or entity you agree with? This trade was good for the Hurricanes. When players hold out and owners lash out, it hurts the fan base. It hurts the reputation of the owner, team management, locker room chemistry, simply drops. And the player risks gaining the reputation of an upset millionaire complaining about nothing. Especially when your team just went through a controversial relocation from Hartford down south to a quote-unquote untraditional market. So Rod Brendamore was walking into a locker room trying to find Lomojo again. Against Rod's best efforts, the Hurricanes even won his fourth game in OT. It would be their second win in a row after a six-game losing streak. It was probably the worst game of my life. At least we won. It's easier to forget rather than being the reason we lost. Maybe I was nervous. I was thinking too much. And not reacting. It's all still sinking in, but I've got to be a man about it. A lot of players here have been traded at some point in their careers. I've got to get to helping the team and not hoarding it. Rod completed his fourth game in Carolina with a minus one, a single shot on the net with almost 22 minutes of ice time. A little less than two weeks prior, Rod scored for the Flyers in Raleigh to extend his goal streak to four games. Rod would go four games without scoring a single point. It took him nine games to notch his fourth goal. Rod was off to a rocky start, which isn't uncommon for players traded from a team they were on for almost a decade. But Carolina fans had faith. They either trusted Jim Rutherford and his role as general manager, or fans knew Rod Rendemore from his time in Philly and trusted him to get back to his game. Or they just didn't know enough about hockey yet, Raleigh's News & Observer reached out to their readers through CityLine. The paper would provide a number for readers to call and give their opinions on a subject or to answer a question. The question in late January, which team got a better end of the trade? The headline of the article with the results was simple. Too early to tell which team won, but fans' minds were already made. John Maz from Raleigh had this to say. My wife and I were born and raised in... Philadelphia Flyers fans, and Rod Brendamore has been the heart and soul of the Flyers for nine years. Having moved here five years ago, we thought seeing an NHL game in person was only something that would happen when we were dragged kicking and screaming back north to visit our families. Now we have the Canes, Rod Brendamore and Ron Francis. This is a dream come true. Honor Peter Kamanos and Jim Rutherford have now put together one heck of a team. Bill Cornwell from Kerry had this to say, Canes win hands down. Rod Brindamore is a class person, class hockey player, and will eventually make whatever modification to his game that are required to fit into the Hurricanes' playing style. There was another reaction in the article that I thought was worth sharing just because of its perspective on the piece. Um, This is from M. Trevor from West Hartford, Connecticut. When is Peter Camanos going to learn? If he wants to operate a contending NHL franchise, he needs to make practical business decisions. To that end, sound hockey decisions being with effective personnel decisions. Trading Keith Primo for Rod Brindamore is not going to elevate the Hurricanes in the Southeast Division standings. Brindamore, though a fine player, will have little impact on the punchless Hurricanes and a team desperately lacking a goal scorer. Raleigh natives can tell you what it's like when it snow falls. At the end of the day, if you're not planning to build a snowman, it's stressful. There's a lot of jokes that could be made, but truthfully, we don't have a problem with the snow. We have a problem with ice. The usual problem comes when temperatures rise just enough for the snow to melt, but not make it go away entirely. The temperatures drop and the water freezes, and now we have black ice. Normally Raleigh is lucky to see a couple inches of snow a year. At 2 p.m. that Saturday, January 23rd, Paul Maurice was calling his new second-line center. It turns out that he would be breaking the news to him. I was pretty devastated at the time. I bled orange and black, Moore told a team reporter, Brendan Moore, the true professional that he is, went straight to the airport and boarded a charter flight headed to Raleigh-Dorm International. Meanwhile, in Raleigh, weather forecasters predicted a storm. Around four inches. The last time it snowed over six inches was over a decade earlier in 1989. The city was not prepared for the more than 20 inches that would come over the next several days. Rod would land at RDU, greeted by Team Captain Ron Francis and fellow line mate Gary Roberts. I had one suit and nothing else. Then the snow hit. I was stuck in the hotel and could not get out of the parking lot in my rental car. I was just sitting there, thinking, what am I going to do here? Brendamore would spend almost the next two weeks living in a hotel on Creedmore Road in North Raleigh, only bringing a single bag along with him. It's important to put yourself in Rod's shoes. The culture shock alone is a lot for someone to go through without warning. Then you remember that he played close to 700 games for the Flyers. Former Hurricane's play-by-play, John Forslund, had this to say in an interview with the News & Observer's Chip Alexander in 2020. I remember him being, I wouldn't say confused, but almost lost. Not lost as a player, but lost in where he was. At the time, it was such a stark difference from where the Hurricanes were as a franchise and where the Flyers were. The snow started to come down just as he completed his first game with Carolina. Things had to appear bleak for the almost 30-year-old sonor. He was playing in a city he didn't know, with only the clothes on his back, away from his family, and isn't playing very well, just to cap it off. At one point, he even had to abandon his car on the side of the road. Then, Rod went to the grocery store. Like a lot of Raleigh residents, Rod would have to wait in long lines just to enter the store. This is what he had to say back in 2011, again for, Kane's, for the Canes team reporter at the time. I had to stand in line at Harris Teeter, and the line was out the door. I remember some lady telling me to go ahead, even though I was like a hundred people back because I didn't have a coat on. They didn't know me, they didn't know who I was. It wasn't, oh, you're Rob Rendemore, go ahead. It was, hey man, we can tell you're going to be out here in the cold. I remember thinking that would not happen there, in Philly. Rob would spend 10 days in total dealing with the snowstorm. Just in case you didn't feel bad just yet, Rod Brindemore also forgot his wallet. He said this to the Walter Magazine in October of 2021. I was able to bum money until I got my stuff. I personally cannot fathom what Rod had to have felt in this moment. He said in his own words that he bled orange and black. And he had next to no notice he was going to be traded and he does his job, he gets on the plane, he flies down, and then gets stuck in a snowstorm with no clothes, no car, no money for 10 days. He said this to the news and observer. It's always tough when you get traded from a place that you feel is a part of you. It's an adjustment. It takes time just to feel normal. Those, Those words make sense. Imagine being... Just this scared dude who doesn't know what's coming next. Brendan would end up playing 694 games for the Carolina Hurricanes until his retirement at the end of the 2009-2010 season. He would become the captain after Ron Francis departed, won back-to-back Selkies in 2006 and 2007, and led the team to a Stanley Cup championship in 2006. In 2018, Rod Brindamore assumed control of the Hurricanes' coaching duties, head coaching duties. The team would make the playoffs for the first time in almost a decade. Rod Brindamore has now spent more than 20 years in Rally. His legacy on the team has yet to fade and somehow continues to grow. There is a special connection between Rod Brindamore and this market. He's helped to lead since that snowy weekend right after Y2K. Rod has completely embraced North Carolina. Those are the words of John Forslund to the News and Observer. And I don't think any reasonable person could disagree. The truth is, when Rod stops coaching, he'll just live here. He met his wife here. He had his kids here. This is his home. But none of this is the point. We're going to finish today's show with a little bit of an announcement. Um, going forward, the podcast is going to be much, much different than it has been. Um, unfortunately, Wesley will not be returning from his hiatus. Um, you know, family man stuff. And more power to him. Those are my nephews there, so I'm more than happy about it. And we are going to be adjusting the show. And by we, I mean me, because currently it's a soul project. But the show is going to focus more on Kane's history and telling the little-known stories of the most well-known events in franchise history. And I'll still do, you know, commentary on games, big news, stuff like that. Eventually, I'll do one of those big summer wrap-up podcasts where we, I can try to cover all the news. Might get a guest in, might... I don't know. There's a whole bunch of balls in the air right now of, of how I'm going to move the show forward, but I digress. <laughs> That's another inside joke for people who've been here for a while. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening, ask you to please share this with your friends in any way, shape, or form you find it appropriate. We'll be back next Wednesday. We're going to end this episode with Rod Brindamore's forced goal as a Carolina Hurricane. Rod Brindamore over the line, splits the D, walks right in, Rod Rindamore.